With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all. Uh, we had amazing shows last week. Uh, we were last on the air on Tuesday. Actually, on Saturday, we had our show on Monday and Tuesday last week, and then we were unfortunately unable to get on air Thursday because I was dealing with some family and personal issues, but we were, we were live Saturday, which was awesome, on, on KFNX. And uh, we, were, we were unable to be uh, on the air yesterday because I was unfortunately uh, traveling. I, w- I was on the road, so that was a no-go, and I want to apologize for that. And uh, I, I want to announce, everybody, um, you know, for the ne- at least for the next month or two, uh, on the online show, you know, it's just because it's been such a uh, chaotic work schedule for me and just all the stuff I'm putting together, we will only be doing two shows a week during the week, and we will still have our Saturday show. Uh, and this is just, just, is just for temporarily. This is just for the time being, just so I can get caught up on all the stuff I need to get caught up on, a lot of things I'm, I'm behind on. So instead of three days in the week, we will be now doing two days a week plus the weekend show. And uh, eventually, in the next month or two, I will get back to doing three day, three shows uh, in the weekdays. So uh, I just want to – it's unfair. It's unfair to the audience. It's unfair to the fans. It's unfair to the people that always ask me, you know, what happened, why, why I wasn't on that day when I was scheduled. And, you know, the, you know just stuff happens in life. Though. You know, people have, you know, certain commitments and, and certain things. And I'll tell you what, guys, it's a lot of work, you know, coordinating and orchestrating a show and, you know, always putting pressure on myself and – and trying to be perfect and trying to be right on par and, and you know, do, doing everything by the book. It, it, it's one of those things. That, like, I am one of those guys that will constantly critique myself and am always constantly looking how I can improve. You know, I, I get that I'm really good on the radio. A lot of people give me high praise and a lot of compliments. And, you know, I, I get that I was born with it. It's a gift. It's, it's part of my livelihood. It's part of my routine. But there's always, there's always ways that I want to improve and grow as a radio personality. I want to keep expanding. I want to keep evolving. I want to go higher and higher in terms of capabilities and in terms of, um, you know, success level. Um, and, you know, I, it's really an honor and a blessing, you know, for these last actually over two years, um, a little over two years, you know, being able to shine my light and utilize this platform and um, having all these amazing guests and my phenomenal talented panel. I mean, you know, th- this is this is really a – uh, just an awesome, awesome experience, and very, very, um, um, very special. I mean, I, I could go on with every single word, but I think special is a, is, a, is a big word to put out there. You know how how we have all this chemistry, how we resonate so well, how you know we never run out of things to talk about, and we always have this entertaining slash educational dialogue. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, just wanted to put that out there. And, and, by the way, guys, I do have a lot of announcements coming. I'm working on a lot of stuff. I've had some stuff on the back burner, had some stuff on pause. Uh, but now it's, it's all coming together. Um, I, like I do every episode, I want to thank all the audience, my co-hosts, my, my sponsors and guests. Uh, you are all amazing. The show is listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Um, and, everybody, if you miss me, past clips, past episodes, and need 24-7 breaking news coverage, Visit my media site, the next, N-E-S, Gen, T-E-N, USA, dot com. Okay, um, Jesus, you know, since I've been off the air since Saturday, 
uh, it's been crazy. It's been headline after headline. We've got a lot to get into tonight. Um, definitely a lot of big talking points. And, um, you know, I, I will say this. Um, I, I'm seeing a lot more people uh, get involved and, and, you know, speak their voice in this industry. You know, more and more people keep coming out with podcasts and keep capitalizing um, on, these, on these different various uh, platforms. And I give praise to these people. I think we live in a time right now where more and more people should be releasing um, shows and podcasts. And, um, you know, we have that luxury. We have that outlet online. How all, so many people, and think about this. I, I strongly believe majority of people bring at least something to the table. Because, you know, we may all believe similar political views. We may have some of the same interests and all that stuff. But even if, we, even if we vote the same, even if we carry some of the same traditions and values, I still believe a lot of people come to the table and, 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 and come to the topic, the discussion, with always kind of a different, a different angle of things. Every, that, that's what, we're, we're all different. And, and, I, and I, I don't want to get too off topic, but, you know, people in the Democratic Party want to say we're all the same. And if we were all the same, this world would be boring. If we were all equal, this world, we would have nothing to go on. You know, the beauty about our culture, about our society is that all these, all these different personalities and these characters, it's, it, 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 it creates um, excitement and, and adventure. And, and um, really, it, you learn things. Whether you agree with somebody or not, you'll learn things from people's shows or podcasts or, or the way they come off, the way they approach themselves. So, um, you know, like I said, I don't want to get too out of the way or off topic, but Anybody doing their thing on podcasts, on shows, you know, you got a fan. You got a fan in me. Anybody that has the balls, and anybody that that has the guts to get out there and really promote themselves, and really not afraid, and and and, and speaks with authenticity and and that genuine persona. Amen, baby. Amen. 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 Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe we have with us. We have motivational speaker and activist Samuel Tully. Sam, what's up, buddy? Welcome back. How you doing, Roy? Doing just great. Uh, trying to live through this <laughs> this daily nonsense we have in Washington, but other than that, I'm doing fine. Excellent, excellent. Well, good to have you here, buddy. Uh, always a pleasure. A uh, lot to get into tonight. Okay, look forward to it. Uh, let's also welcome to the show. I believe he's with us, retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Halsey. Michael, how are you? Good, Roy. Uh, thanks for having me tonight. Uh, we have an interesting week unraveling here with the fiasco going on in Washington, but uh, just some of the highlights I caught. Uh, I'm really liking how Jay Succulo and Jay Cipollone or, or Mr. Cipollone uh, went at it today. I think it. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting week, to say the least. So, looking forward to the show tonight. Uh, talk to you soon. Absolutely, definitely great to have you here as always. Thank you. Uh, let's also welcome to the show. I believe we have Todd McKinley with us. Todd is 90% sure he's going to be running for U.S. Congress in Tennessee. Todd has had quite the career, worked in the White House. He's been a, a, a paratrooper. Uh, you, you name it, Todd, Todd has lived it. He's, he's, he's very impressive. How you doing, buddy? Welcome back. Hey, Roy. I appreciate you having me back on. You know, I'd really like to echo your, your, your thoughts there whenever you opened up with regards to the alternative media. Uh, you know, you have the mainstream media that's, you know, basically all left now and, and, and forcing uh, people to go out and 
kind of do their own things with podcasts and blogs and things like that. I spoke to a friend of mine, uh, a local, former local reporter and, and writer for some of the local papers, and they basically fired in, in northeast Tennessee, mind you, uh, conservative Tennessee, uh, fired all of their conservative, uh, basically pundits and writers. Uh, you know, basically in favor of, of, the, of the, the Democrats and the leftists, which is kind of kind of odd. But they started a blog, which, you know, is actually starting to take off now uh, and, and basically talking about politics in northeast Tennessee, uh, you know, basically because this is the way they have to go and do it. And, of course, you know, the media at the White House, you know, you have the CNN, the fake news uh, CNN uh, talking about, you know, the president doesn't want to talk to us. The, you know, the, the press secretary doesn't hold press conferences and so forth. And, you know, with the president being able to go out and speak to basically millions, if not billions of people through Twitter and other means, why does he need to go have a press conference? So, you know, these alternative medias uh, serve a great purpose and everybody does have a voice. And, you know, I, I, I encourage it just as uh, same as you do. I love it. I love it. Amen. And, um, you know, always great having you here, Todd. And you always bring a great uh, you always bring great energy and, and great knowledge to the show. Uh, really, really awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being back. Thank you, sir, brother. All right. Lot to get into tonight. All righty. Um, okay, everybody. So like I do every episode, I want to start out with the small stuff, and then we will get into the big stuff. Um, and as always, uh, when I get to everybody on the panel, feel free to share your thoughts, your opinions on whatever talking point uh, I bring up. Uh, but, guys, it's yeah, there's, qu- there's quite a bit here. Uh, I do want to start with, um, you know, th- this, this right here is really a, a beautiful thing. You know, President Trump right now is over in Davos, um, the, annu- the, the yearly annual uh, summit. Uh, we all know that he's had a lot of success there in the last couple of years, making us deals, I mean, amazing, uh, lucrative deals like no other. Um, really bringing countries together, um, you know, negotiating with, with other uh, foreign entities that would have never happened in any other administration. I mean, the doors that he's created, the, the opportunity, the, 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 um, it, it's, it, it, we need to really um, cherish this. And I don't think enough people really, you know, see the, the, the important details of these sort of events because we're so focused on the BS headlines that are, only brainwashing and, 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 and bad for society, like, oh, impeachment. More people speak about impeachment. I mean, come on. I mean, that's all I've been seeing on the headlines, you know, this last month. I mean, they can never report anything else. It, 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 their, their mind is so in the gutter. It's so focused on other things. And, you know, meanwhile, we got, like I said, our leader over in Davos uh, meeting with everybody. I mean, you see him on the screen. I don't know how this guy sleeps. I mean, he's He's meeting with every single foreign leader, one after the other. Um, and he gave it a phenomenal speech, uh, smacked around globalism, said we're not going to tolerate that in America. This is going to be a pro-America first nation, and we are, are going to, you know, work for our constituents. You know, in so many words, that's what he said. Uh, but he, he slammed uh, the United Nations and, and all these, you know, uh, like I said, globalists that uh, d- don't care about their countries, only care about their own agenda and their own world order, and uh, you know are, are in bed with all these other uh, corrupt, uh, you know, people in power, these leaders. So I love how Trump's his own man. I love how Trump goes over there, you know, takes care of business, 
And uh, you, you really got to admire the fact that he's not owned by anybody. There's no special interest. There's no dirty donors. There's nobody telling him what to do. And that's what drives these people crazy. Because for the first time, I think probably ever, maybe, maybe there were other presidents. I mean, we've got some really good ones that looked like they weren't controlled. But as far as we know, this is the first one that's fully not controlled. Um, you know, they, he says what he wants. He does what he wants. And uh, it, it, you really it, – it, it's so it, – it's, it's the best thing ever. Uh, we will never see a president ever again like this. I mean, a guy that delivers uh, so much uh, for the people and for his country. Okay, uh, let's go over to – okay, this is big. And, and President Trump announced this the other day in his administration. And, uh, you know, this is, this is something that we've been talking about for a long time, uh, this whole anchor baby thing. You have all these people that come over to the U.S., get pregnant, have kids in the country, and then they're allowed to stay. They call it – it's called birth tourism, another term for it. But, yeah, I mean, this is, these loopholes have been going on for all these years. You know, uh, the people come, use the system. They, they, they come and, and, and take advantage of our values and our laws. You know, sh- you know they shit on our taxpayers. Uh, they have this whole entitled mentality. And then after, we all know, after they, they give birth and they have children, they're not required to leave, a lot of these people. Um, and it needs to stop. You know, we have the politicians to blame for this. We have, and it's both sides, because there's even been Republican legislation that in the past that has condoned and enabled um, anchor babies and illegals staying in our country. You know, we, we have a lot of rhinos and a lot of people um, all for this whole, you know, um, oh, God, what's this? amnesty uh, for many reasons. I mean, one of the reasons is obviously for cheap labor, you know. Um, but, guys, I mean, enough is enough. Think about how much money this has costed us hardworking taxpayers. Think about it. Millions, millions, millions. Actually, billions. It's in the billions now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they take it. They take it. They take. They 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 use the healthcare system. They they use everything they can. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm surprised that some of our past leaders haven't uh, taken action on this sooner, uh, because it's dangerous when you have people that come in this country and think that they don't have to do a damn thing except leech off of us. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, um, and, I think, and I want to make one last point on that. Think about how unfair that is to the people that wait in line. Think about, how, think about all the hardworking people here. Think about all the people that have to go through. I mean, just Jesus. I mean, they, they, there's been so and, – and I blame this on, on a lot of dirty donors and, and special interest groups on how this system has become broken over the years. And it, it's just like the swamp. It's pile up and pile up of, of terrible legislation, and here we are. 22 million illegals in this country. The new data came out last week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. I want to bring this up, too. Uh, according to California voters, uh, homelessness is now the number one priority. So you have a state that, you know, for the longest time, and that I would say up until the, well, yeah, I'd say the 90s, because they did, they did elect Arnold. Um, you know, California was a moderate, I'd say a moderate state. You know, you had those Reagan-style Democrats. But in the last, I'd say, 10, 20 years, you've had it go radical left as far as, as, far as it can be. I mean, you've seen 
communism push there. You've seen all this, you know, whether it's gun control, whether it's the phony climate change, whether it's the homeless epidemic, whether it's the unemployment, whether it's chasing away the middle class. I mean, you name it. it everything these people do is trying to take America back 100 years. They are, you know, they're trying to take us into Venezuela. They're trying to take us um, into in, in situations like Greece. This is what California I mean, this this is their this is their objective. They are turning into, and it's sad because everybody used to look up to California back in the day, long you know. Uh, but in the recent times, when you mention California, people are like, eh, California, gross. But yeah, this, this this drug epidemic, the homeless epidemic. I mean, it's caught voters' eyes, obviously. You know, all these people, you know, even the Democrats, the ones that hate Trump, are saying that this is one of their main priorities and concerns uh, with their state because uh, it's not ending. It, it keeps growing and growing. And like I said many times, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Uh, the homeless epidemic there uh, is terrible. It's turned into a third world country. And, um, you know, it, they're not doing anything about it except enabling the problem by throwing more money at it. When you throw more money at a homeless epidemic, all it does is it uh, adds on. It, 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 it allows more people to become homeless and be lazy and continue this, this dirty, um, disgusting, uh, you know, epidemic. It, it, it really, it's one of those things. Because we've seen all these corporations. We've seen Amazon. We've seen Starbucks. We've seen all these people in the past throw money at this cause. And all it does is it backfires and grows. So, yeah. And, and California, I'm glad you're waking up. I mean, you're, you're seeing what's going on. Whether you agree on, with Trump on everything, and even you people that don't like Trump, you guys are fed up with your, with your politicians there. Uh, with this whole homeless stuff and all the other stuff. I mean, that's the expensive living, uh, the banning of, of some of the stupidest things I've ever seen. I mean, come on, come on. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is, this is really disturbing. This is really upsetting. And it just goes to show where the Democrats priorities are in 2020 and, and where these people are leaning towards and, and how they're running things. But in the debate last week, elite, the, there was not one single immigration question. Think about that. We have border crossings at all-time highs. We have 22 million people illegally in this country taking American jobs. And because they consider it hateful and racist to have illegals obey the law, it was not even brought up once by the moderators uh, by CNN last week. Really, 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 you know, take that in. Take that in. Think about that. They want to, and I've said this all the time with the Democratic Party, it's feelings over facts. These people don't give a shit about facts. They want to feel good. They want to tell their sheep what, you know, how to feel good. They want to tell their sheep what to believe. They want to tell their sheep how to feel. There's no, there's no voice of reason at all. I mean, when are, when are these people going to get it? You have billions of dollars, I think it's like $100 billion right now with a B, being spent on illegal aliens. And you're not going to have the, and you're going to have them coming in at record highs, killing people, raping people, getting free loans, and you're, you're not going to say a damn thing? Really? Really? Because a lot of people have left your party because of the, the stupid antics and uh, publicity stuff that you pull, like putting illegal aliens before your own people. Jesus, it's ridiculous. Um, 
Here's something, here's something interesting. And, and, you know, he's back, unfortunately. And, I mean, he's just a, he's a cancer. This guy's a disease on society. He's a disease on showbiz. He's in bed with all the dark money in Hollywood. But Eminem, uh, you know, he's coming out with new music. Uh, and and like, like a lot of these phony, whack-job celebrities, he's pushing a political agenda in his songs. And, you know, ever since we've noticed this disgusting trend, this, this pathetic, immature mentality, ever since Trump got elected, these artists and these Hollywood celebrities all of a sudden feel like they're so important and everything they say matters and everything they say is going to carry a lot of weight and have a lot of merit. Well, we've seen the opposite happen. Any anytime these big mouths open their open zip, any time they open their lips, it it just makes Trump more popular. And you know, we're seeing the whole gun control thing being pushed by Eminem in his songs. You know, and this is a guy that's trying. I mean, supposedly we all know he's working for an agenda. He's working for the new world order. He's working for dirty Hollywood, trying to push whatever narrative. But supposedly, and he's not, but supposedly he's trying to be a good role model, as he claims, but we all know he's not. But if you're a good role model, dude, you can't talk about drugging women, raping women, beating women. You can't talk about all the stuff you've talked about and then all of a sudden wake up one day and think you're, you're, you're a saint, think you're some freaking miracle worker that can give back and give all this, this light. No, dude. I mean, dude, and you have the nerve to say anything about Donald Trump, Eminem, you're, you, you are one of the most abusive um, people. I, just what came out about you in the media, how the way you've treated women, the way you've treated even other people, other men, some of the, some of the shit you've said, how you've generalized other races and stuff, how you, you know, it, it goes on and on. It really does. But, I mean, it goes back into what I said about celebrities and politics. You know, stay out of it. Stay away. You know, I miss the days where artists would sing about what they're going to sing about and let politics out of it. It's the same sort of thing as sports. When I go to a sports game, I don't want to see what their political views are because I don't give a shit. I don't care what their what – their, if you want to talk about your political views, do that on your own time. Don't do it when you're in the professional workplace. And, when you know, it, it's a bad, bad marketing strategy. And I can't believe people in Hollywood haven't realized this and woken up to, to the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. Every time you try to push a political stance, especially the leftists in Hollywood, people get turned off very quickly, and you get a decline in your sales. You do. And don't forget, Eminem is really close with the Weinstein Company, really close with some of these people. So he has no credibility. He has no, you know, my strong opinion, big deal. He can rap. He can sing. Whoop. Do you know? So can so can every other idiot that can't finish a complete sentence. A lot of these people can't even complete, you know, finish complete sentences. But they want to give us political advice. They want to tell us how to live our life. They want to ban our guns. They want to tell us what's immoral. They want to tell us what's unethical. They want to tell us how. I mean, come on, come on, seriously? Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. I want to get into this because this is important, and uh, you know. It just goes to show how much the Democrats lie about black voters. Democrats lie about this all the time. They want to say, oh, voter suppression. That's the reason Democrats don't win elections. That's, that, that's one of their justifications and excuses. We all, we all see that. Oh, they're gerrymandering at the polls. Oh, 
they're not letting people of color vote. Yeah, come on, whatever. I mean, these tactics they use, these lies, these fabrications. A new poll just came out, and it just it just said 12 in 13 black Americans have never experienced voter suppression. Again, 12 in 13 black Americans have never experienced voter suppression. Stop listening to CNN. Stop listening to MSNBC. All they love to do is raise faith and divide. They want to blame everything on people's sexual orientation, on their color, on their hundred different genders, whatever. I've said many times, this is what the Democratic Party does. The more victims they can put in boxes, the more victims they can create, the more successful their base becomes. This is how it works. This is how it works. And for anybody to have the nerve to blame anything in these recent years on racism, especially from the left, give me a break. You guys are going to blame Republicans. We're the party that frees the slaves. You're the party that wants to keep blacks and, uh, and, and Mexicans and other races in, on chain. You want to keep them on welfare. You don't want them to work to their full potential. You don't want them to capitalize on the American dream. Because otherwise your base keeps diminishing. You need those victims. That's what you do. This is what you do, Democrats. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, and, and I was thinking about this today, and this goes into what I, what I was talking about earlier in terms of Hollywood. You know, there was an article out, and it talks about Frank Sinatra and some of these old, old schoolers, you know, uh, people like uh, Frank Sinatra, you know, uh, Johnny Carson, um, Brent, you know, Brando, um, who, who, who else? Uh, Dean Martin, Sammy, uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy, Sammy Davis. Yeah, I think so. The rat. I think it's Sammy Davis, the Rat Pack. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, all, some of these old guys, these old school guys. You know how how they wouldn't align with the Democratic Party today. You know, because we look at old school Hollywood, and it's very similar to how old school California was. It was Reagan Democrat. It was Kennedy Democrat. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't this this left-wing agenda. And this, this just goes to show how Hollywood um, has transformed into something that it can't even be recognized. I mean, these, these, these guys like Sinatra, Dean Martin, you know, uh, Brando, uh, Rich, even Richard Pryor was a, was a moderate. He was more of a conservative than a liberal. You know, and, and I, I really blame how the culture has transpired and transformed on on the socialism, you know, the pushing and, and the feminism and the uh, social justice warrior crap. You know, Hollywood can't allow people to be human. Once upon a time, they did when these old schoolers were around. People lived their life. People weren't judging. People weren't making political statements. People weren't trying to say there's 100 different genders. People were living like Americans. People were living like patriots. People were living – it was classic. It was awesome. I mean, look at, talk to anybody about old school Hollywood, and they'll say, like, man, I miss those days. That, those were the best. I mean, you know – whether it was style, whether it was class, whether it was profession, professionalism, you name it. These people had it. And, and today, you, you talk about Hollywood with any sane person, anybody has a brain, and they're like, oh, geez, those whack jobs in today's society? Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's the biggest prima donna show. It's the biggest hypocrisy. It's the biggest double standard. And they go by the quote that I talk about all the time on my show. Do as I say, not as I do. I'm going to tell you how to live your life. But that, you're not going to tell me how to live. You know, this is how the elites, you know, they have them. We're better than you. That, 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 that's how they look at things these days. It's sad. It's sad. Um, and we've come, this culture is so toxic. 
um, in a lot of ways. And, and, and just with as time has gone on, you know, and um, I get that a lot of these NWACP groups and, uh, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, I, I get that they need to create these uh, things to make money and, and disrupt the, the political system. I get that. But doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right. And, you know, uh, any, any, sort, any sort of way anybody can market themselves, they're going to do it. And I've seen over the last couple of years all, more and more of these um, SJW groups, they're contributing to people like in Hollywood. They're contributing to people all in these powerful positions. And it's, it's really – it's sending – I mean, it's the wrong message completely. Okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, you know, I, I hate talking about this, but I'm just going to do it. You know, Prince Harry, I'm so sick of hearing about him. I can't stand that Meghan Markle. She's a phony. She's a liar. She's an opportunist. She never had any intention on being in that family. Uh, you know, she, it, she's, I heard she's a really rude person behind closed doors, too. Like, as stuck up as you can be, uh, she's like that, you know, she's a feminist, and we all know she's like one of the radical ones. Uh, she wants to, you know, be like the ant, the, the alpha. She wants to be superior to men. Uh, she, she, uh, she tries to say Trump is this horrible person, but she's the type that will never speak out about Harvey Weinstein. You know, I, I just hate, I hate the hypocrisy. And for her to do this to a royal family, and you know what, Harry? You're a pussy, Harry. I'm just going to say it. Dude, you are a wimp. You are a wimp, bro. I, you know what? You let this woman own you. She walked on you. She treated you. She treated you like a little bitch. Excuse my French, but she did. She came in there, got what she wanted. You got her pregnant. She's got. She's paid the rest of her life. And, and you know what? You, quite frankly, you, dude, you're an embarrassment. You deserve to be dropped from the royal family. If I was your family and you pulled this stunt, knowing you, if, if I was your family and I knew you all those years, then you had some female, some bimbo come in and you only knew her a few years, and you all of a sudden are going to leave with her? Wow, dude. Wow. I mean, your character, your ethics, <laughs> Jesus. And we see the liberal media cheering this on. We see them cheering this on, and, and we, we see the whole identity politics. A lot of people in the liberal media are trying to say that the queen's racist. All these people are racist, and they can't handle a black woman in their family. No, that's not the case at all. Meghan Markle had no intention of ever – uh, like I said, this was never in the cards. It was always about getting herself on more magazines, getting her name in the paper, and, and, and capitalizing on this title. That's it. That's it. Okay. Um, let's see here. Okay. Over the weekend, and, uh, you know, this is, you know, we talk, I talk about this every year on the show, at least the last couple of years the show's been on, but the Smelly Feminist, the Woman's March, the radical, angry sandwich makers, the ones that don't like to admit it, you know, I mean, it's just like, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that, you know, they want, you know, and I'm watching the videos this past week, and these are very complicated individuals at first. But once you really watch these videos, you really understand how crazy and insane these these people, and I don't know where their brains come from. I don't know where they're born. I don't know if they come from an alternate universe. Oh, my God, though. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, these people have nothing but animosity and hate in their hearts. 
Uh, they don't want to talk about Harvey Weinstein, and they don't want to march for people like Harvey Weinstein. They want to march for people like Donald Trump, who have been cleared on any wrongdoing, even with this whole the, the, the accusations from these different women. A lot of these women have, have admitted they lied. A lot of these women have admitted they made up the story. But that's not good enough. You know, the mainstream media for so long brainwashed the left, and, and, and you know what, this, this is, I mean, we knew this was going to happen, they would brainwash him, but saying that Donald Trump, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, you know, come on, I mean, come on, you really think, and, and when he made that statement before the election on camera, when he said, you know, when you're famous, they let you do it, you can do anything you want, you can grab them by the pussy, you know, <laughs> obviously he could have said it a little differently, but we, what we love about Trump is that he speaks his mind. He speaks whatever, whatever comes to his mouth, and he's not lying. When people are famous, when people are wealthy, when people are in power, women will, at least a lot of women, will do whatever it takes to get to that next level. They want to get ahead, they, and they want to be – by the way, Trump was a good-looking guy. They want to be around these sort of people. They love the personality. They love the brilliance. Obviously, they love the looks, uh, but in the style. I mean, you know, Trump, they don't get more slick than Trump. And, uh, you know, somebody like that isn't stupid. You know, he knows he has everything on the line. He knows he has a lot going for him. Why the hell would he, when he can get any woman he wants, why would he rape anybody? Why would he force himself on anybody? It makes no, no sense. And, and, and look, look at how his strategy is. Look at how um, – Mess, look how mess, like just how he would, would be a president and in business. He's he's such a me, a method businessman. Like he, he he knows what he's doing before he does it. It's like he he knows stuff ahead of time, and he's very polished in a lot of ways in business and in what he does in his personal life. Not so much when he speaks, but he's very careful in his personal life. He's not going to go do something that he knows is going to backfire. But anyway, I don't want to get too off topic here. But going back to the women's march, these people, it's all like I said, it's all feelings over facts. Uh, they started this woman march because of Donald Trump and because of fictional fictional accusations, and they have all this animosity, and it, it, it's literally uh, going nowhere. Think about this. They say that Trump's taken away all their rights. Trump's taken away all their body, their, their, everything that they have as a woman. Really? What, I'm curious. What, what did he roll back? What, what did he do? To take away, and you guys always want to say your body, your choice. Why don't you pay for the abortion then? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why does it come out of your pocket? Why are taxpayers funding Planned Parenthood and funding your body if it's supposed to? If you're so, if you're so religious and, and so you know spiritual and dedicated to it being your body and your choice, pay for it then. Pay for it. Stop going around the streets. Stop saying all these men are the enemy. The whole Me Too thing's bullshit. You have all these people trying to mess with men, you know, and, and most of these, I'm not going to say all women, but a lot of women lie. A lot of women make up accusations for attention because they know that they're going to be portrayed as the victim. It's true because in, in this era, um, we've, we've built up a culture, unfortunately, where the women are supposed to be the – yeah, the the people that are 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 the most vulnerable. They're the people that are the most are the, are the are the biggest are the biggest victims. They're the people that are are 
they can't, and they can't, oh, and if you try to question them, if you try to say anything to them, then you're a hateful, you're a liar, you're, you're a white Nazi. Jesus, it, it's, it's really, in this whole entitlement, the conceitedness, and, you know, I, you know what I hate is that women want justice, but you have all these women that lie. You have all these women that ruin it for women that are actually telling the truth. And I, and I see all these feminist march around the country, and I'm like, what's the point? What are you guys proving? You get on your, your pussy hats. You guys probably don't shower for days. You guys probably smell like dirty cheese. I, I, mean, I don't know what you smell like. I don't really want to know. Um, and whenever we go up to you and try to have a conversation, you just scream at us. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just like – and, and when, whenever you think they can't get any more radical, they, they just keep getting more radical every single year. Every single year. Okay, uh, let's see here. You know, this is, this is really uh, disgusting, and it goes into what I've talked about on the show many times. The LGBTQ community, you know, they like to push their agenda. They like to really um, throw it in our faces, and uh, if we don't accept it, we're hateful. We're, we're, being, we're discriminating, you know, uh, but, all, but all hell breaks loose if we want to believe what we want to believe. You know, they, they want to control our thoughts. They want to change American values. They want to change uh, our, our, our signature tradition. They want to change Western civilization as we know it. They want, to, they want to claim that kids can know their gender when they're three or four years old. Wow. And they want tranny story hour, chicks with dicks, reading to little kids. They want all this stuff, all this stuff. I mean, can you think of anything more toxic for our culture? I mean, let people grow up and then decide their sexuality. You have all these idiotic parents raising their kids non-binary or raising their kids as different fucking pronouns. I'm like, what the hell? Either you have a dick or you have a vagina. It's very simple. What's so complicated? Stop trying to change the way God made you. And if you guys are really the party of science, then you guys would acknowledge that there's two genders. Not a hundred. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they all start telling me, oh, Rory, you've got to let them be themselves. People on the left tell me this. Really? Really? I mean, you got when is it going to end? When are you guys ever going to stop? And I said early on, Drag Queen Story Hour, um, LGBTQ in school, all this stuff is only pushing the pedophilia agenda from the left. The left wants, and, and I've said this, they will push little by little, and they will get more and more insane each time. They'll sound a little insane, then they'll get a little more insane. They're not going to do it all at once, though. And it all started with pride. And, I, you know, I don't have a problem with gay people. Just don't, don't try to force any of your beliefs down our throats. I mean, you know, some of them are, are – and actually most of them. Most gay people I've met are not radical. They're actually professional. Uh, they're down to earth, um, and they're just normal people. But when you get in that, you know, small percent of those of the people, you know, pushing uh, these these um, the, these different me- methodologies, it's um, God, guys. I, I don't know where I don't even know where to go. I don't even know where to go with this. I mean, and it's it, it keeps happening, and it and, you know, it, it just contradicts everything the left says they stand for. You know, they want to say they're all for gay rights, but they'll take money from people in the Middle East to throw people off roofs for being gay. You know, they'll, yeah, and the whole, Jesus, I just can't wrap my head around it. I cannot wrap my head around it. This, 
It's insanity. It really, really is. And if this is just the start, and, and think about how how crazy that sounds. LGBT themed schools, charter schools. I mean, it, it's it's just like what, what, what's the education? What's the curriculum going to be like in this place? I'm curious. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, and in Alabama, out of all places. Alabama. I don't think this isn't, yeah, I mean, and, and remember this, uh, they're teaching kids about anal sex in California high schools. They're teaching uh, people how to be drag queens in certain schools. They're teaching people how to be a different gender, however they identify in certain schools. I mean, eventually enough has to be enough, right? Okay, um, here, here's something I really want to and we got a lot of guests coming on tonight. I'm really excited. we got uh, Dean Reuter coming on. We've got Richard McCormick coming on. We've got Daryl Brooks coming on. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, just a few more things, small headlines I want to get through, though. Um, so here's something, really. Here's something. So the recap in Virginia, actually, this is going to be the main one. I, I want to get into the whole De Niro thing real quick. But De Niro, and, and this go, goes into what I said about Hollywood earlier. You know, De Niro went on his rant this past weekend. Um, at the awards, and, um, you know, just, I, I love him as an actor, great actor, seems like a, a nice guy to people that are his friends, the, the people that are close to him, he seems like he's friendly, pleasant, but I'll tell you what, he's a damn bulldog asshole to conservatives. I mean, this guy, you know, wants to generalize us as we're all mutts and we're all dogs. Yeah, really, really, Bobby, 63 million people, voted for Donald Trump, and you want to – most of these people, Bobby, watch your movies. We pay to support you. And whatever happened to proper political dis, you know, discourse? Why can't we have civil discussions? Why, why can't we you – know, why can't we disagree? Why can't we, why can't we live in a civilized society? Why, why does everything have to be so toxic? Why does everything have to be at each other's throats? Why does everything – have to be hateful. I know. I mean, I know some people that are still my friends, and they think differently than I do. I mean, most of my friends, obviously, I'd say like eighty percent of my friends are conservative, but I still got those liberal friends, you know. And and I know Bobby De Niro does too. He's got conservative friends. Sylvester Stallone's a conservative. Al Pacino, I'm pretty sure, is a conservative. Joe Pesci, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Adam Sandler definitely is a conservative. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, conservative. Uh, some of the biggest names in Hollywood are conservative, you know. Um, so it's like, yeah, and, and he, he went on his whole pompous, his big, you know, went on his rant, you know, saying, as long as I am this big actor in Hollywood, in, in so many words he said this, like, I'm going to speak, I'm going to say what's on my mind and our problems that we're facing. And you know what, Bobby, I, I would hope and I thought that you had a little more class than to use the F-bomb towards our president. I mean, I, you know, there's some of the things that have come out of your mouth, bro. Um, Jesus. And you're trying to be a role model. You're trying to say you're the voice of reason. Yeah. I just, I don't buy it. I really, I, I don't. I mean, this is just, it's atrocious what, what De Niro gets away with. I mean, imagine if a person like a Republican, like Clint Eastwood or somebody that's a really known Republican said that, I mean, look at what they did to James Woods. James Woods was very active on Twitter. He said something very small and um, they wanted to deep platform him. But De Niro, oh, say whatever you want. Say whatever you want, Bobby. Nothing's gonna happen to you. Jesus, it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, 
see here. Here, here's something that um, that I that I think is really important, and and I'm glad they're taking action on this. And it just goes into what I said about sanctuary cities for the Second Amendment. Um, you know, a lot of places have taken action um, in various states, sanctuary cities for the Second Amendment. You know, protecting gun owners, protecting all that stuff. And now a lot of legislation and people in our party want to do sanctuary cities for the unborn. We want the unborn uh, to be protected. And I think this is long overdue. You know, I said many months ago on my show, uh, anywhere where there's radical Democrats involved, make guns a sanctuary and make abort, abort, abortion sanctuary in these various counties. Um, because you're not, you're not, it's not mandatory. You're not, you're not forced to abide by some of these uh, radical policies that are put, put into place. I mean, every county uh, can be different. Um, you know, we've seen that firsthand. We've seen a lot of sheriffs or a lot of different people or, or in Congress or, or wherever, um, you know, say that, that they'll protect the citizens, you know, and, and not go off of, a, of, a, of an agenda. Um, and then, you know, I, I think this is really important, especially with the war on abortion, you know, with the Planned Parenthood, with it, with it at nine months now, you can, you can get it's, – it, it's mind-blowing, and it's so inhumane, it's so wrong, and it's so backwards on, on what this country was founded upon. I mean, we were founded upon Christianity values. We were founded upon the gift of life. We were founded upon, um, you know, j- just being more loving and um, – you know, and it's not it's not a woman it's not a woman's body her choice. I mean, it's the, it's it's the man's choice. The man plants the seed, and I think it's the baby's choice too. How are you going to kill an innocent human? In my strong opinion, if you kill a baby after um, after eight weeks, if you do that, it's no different than walking down the street and shooting somebody. It's murder. It is. It really is. Um. Okay. Um, last thing, and then we're getting into the big stuff. But um, and this this was this was just announced on an article. Uh, Non-citizens uh, voted, uh, and this has been going on for a long time. Illegal vote, illegal voter fraud. Um, and I don't know why action has not been taken on it. I don't know why there's not legislation put into place. I mean, I know there's only so much you can do, but there's a lot more that we can do at this point. I don't think enough. Um, I don't think enough's been taken on this. I, I think there's a bunch a bunch of different. Uh, situations where uh, are, are, are badly affected, and we're seeing in numerous elections. I'm in Arizona, and we all know Arizona gets illegal aliens voting in their elections all the time, um, and there's been numerous, numerous reports around the country, North Carolina, all these different places, and now it, it was just announced that Illinois uh, is having you know, non-citizens voting. So the more these reports come out, I really hope uh, President Trump does something uh, for 2020 because even though he's going to win by a wide a wide margin, you know the, these Democrats they st- it stays close because I'm not going to say the entirety of the problem is getting illegals to vote for them, but it definitely strongly contributes. There's no doubt about it. There is no doubt. But what do we do, guys? I want to know that tonight. If anybody has a solution, what do we do to um, fight voter fraud? How? How? Because you have all these, these different candidates in all these different counties and different states that have access, access to, you know, um, dirty ballots, doctored ballots, um, dead voters, and that's been proven too. The people on the left want to call me crazy because I say the dead votes for the Democrats. Oh, they do. It's come out a lot in the last year. 
Uh, and I've talked about this on my show ever since my show started, that this, this has been going on and it hasn't stopped. So it's, it's a big thing. It's a big thing going on. All right, main headline, and then we're getting to the guest. Um, sorry about the delay, guys. We're running just a tiny bit late. Um, okay, but this past week, um, you know, we're seeing today, uh, you know, the, the Senate impeachment hearings and just the nonsense, no sufficient evidence, no legitimate cause, all hearsay. They're simply trying – they're impeaching him and trying to get rid of him because they can't beat him. He's exposing the swamp. He's exposing all their special interests. They can't control him. He's finally getting power back to we the people, and that drives them nuts because for the longest time, we've had people in Washington only working for themselves, only working for their own interests, not giving a shit about policy, not caring about their constituents, not, not you know, and, and, and wow. I mean, God bless our president. God bless him. And people are waking up. You know, there was a poll that came out today. Majority of voters do not want the president removed. And majority of voters are tired of the mainstream media brainwashing and misleading them. Don't forget, you've had secret meetings with these, these Democrats that had secret meetings. They've had many witnesses that have, could have came forward and cleared the president, but they denied. They're selective about who they want coming in. They're getting more talking time, especially in the House when they were doing the hearings. They did more talking time to the Democrats. Uh, it's like picking and choosing. They're making their own rules as they go along. And, you know, I, I think Pelosi and I think Schiff should testify, and I think Nadler should. I think Trump's right. You need to have these people come forward. And, you know, they, every single narrative or talking point that they think they can spin, they push. Because it's like if it's not one thing, it's another. You know, obstruction of justice, uh, quid pro quo, uh, collusion. Nothing sticks, so they just move on. It's like they're obsessed with something new every single day. It, it never it never stops. These people are relentless. These people are animals. They're vultures. And you know what? Nancy Pelosi admitted the other day, impeachment forever. We're just going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it. And remember these star witnesses. Don't forget. They've had all these star witnesses that were supposedly supposed to crack the code, supposedly supposed to be the smoking gun. And what happened? What happened? Oh, some of these witnesses were drinking wine or eating food, didn't even know what the call, half, half of what the call entailed. Yeah, these are the kind of amateurs we're dealing with. And don't forget, the Democrats don't have facts, so they start criticizing the president and going into his personal life, going after his family, and, and, it, and it, just keeps, it just keeps growing like that. It's disgusting. It really is. And um, uh, it's going to be a quick. There's no doubt about it. You know, uh, thank God we have the Senate on our side. The, and, and this is only going to – think about what the Democrats are going to have to explain to their constituents in 2020 when they did not successfully remove the president. Um, it's going to be a very similar situation to what Bill Clinton uh, in 1999. You know, Democrats won back the House. I think Republicans are going to win back the House. We're going to get more seats in the Senate. And, and, we're, and I'd love – you know what I'd love? I'd love to give the Democrats a taste of their own medicine. I know we're supposed to take the high ground – we're supposed to, you know, be the more mature ones, but God, they've put us through misery. They really have um, gone off the deep end. There's no doubt about that. Um, last thing that I'm getting to the panel and our guests, but uh, this yesterday uh, in Virginia, uh, the Second Amendment rally, um, really beautiful. Uh, I'm loving it. You know, united we stand. All these people, you know, out there speaking like adults, uh, being the voice of reason. Um, obeying laws, 
not causing chaos, you know, just out there to show their support of Western civilization, of our, our values, of, of our traditions, and, and what, what the Second Amendment really stands for. Because you have radical, like I said earlier in the show, you have these Democrats in these states that want to take away your guns. They want to leave you defenseless. What did Hitler and Stalin and all these people do before they killed many of those people? They left you defenseless. They took your stuff. Obviously, they take, you, they take your guns. Look at what's going on in Venezuela. Look at what's going on in these places run by socialist dictators. This is what they want in America. This is what they want. And Ralph Northam, I mean, can you imagine if a Republican was responsible for all those clan face, you know, black face situations? Can you, can you imagine? I mean, but Ralph Northam, no. Democrats get a pass. They get a slide. This double standard, this hypocrisy show, you know, it doesn't apply to them, the rules. And he's still in there, and now he's telling other people how to live his life. Even though he was walking on thin ice last year, he's now telling other people how he wants – even though he has security, he has armed guards around him. He's got people that will protect him every single second. I mean seriously? Seriously. And all these you know, special interest groups, these gun, these gun lobbying organizations, I mean it goes on and on. But these people are giving these Democrat leaders so much dark money, so much dark money. I mean, come on. And, I, and I, only people being hateful and violent out there yesterday are Antifa, are the socialists, are the angry Democrats that came to try to interrupt something that was peaceful and going very accordingly. You know, th- these, are, these are the rebels. These are the tyrants. These are the angry criminals in our country, Antifa, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, um, well, the feminists, the smelly feminists were even out there trying to make a statement. And you know what I find – remarkable and sad at the same time is how all these people that want to take your guns have never used a gun in their life. They don't, they don't know what the second amendment is. They've never even touched a firearm and they want to, they want to speak on it. I mean, ignorance at its finest. How can you get more ignorant than that? And let, let's never forget guns. Don't kill people. The person in charge of the gun kills people. It's the mental health. Why do you think we have so many people in this country with issues? I mean, this is a problem in America. It's not guns. It's not guns. It never has been. You know, it's it's really it's really a sad thing. Okay, um, last thing last thing I want to mention. Um, just the last thing, but uh, this is just it's mind blowing. You know, we want to talk about all the time with the Democrats. How the religion of peace, the Muslims, you know, how they, you know, and all these other religions, and they want to, they want to say Christians are the most privileged. They want to say Christians are the most um, enabled. They want to say Christians have, have the most luxury. They want to say Christians are the most gifted. Give me a break. Just came out today. Two hundred and sixty million Christians experience high level of persecution around the world. Again, think about how many people that is. Two hundred and sixty million. That's almost the U.S. population. To be exact, 200, yeah, so you want, and this, this is all part of political correctness, all part of new world order, it's, it's trying to annihilate and, and get rid of um, sanity by replacing it with terrorism, you know, like Islam. You know, how, how are you going to come in there and, you know, especially this country, you know, our country is about, I would say, 
70% Christian. How are you going to come in here and tell us that we're wrong, we're hateful, we're bigots, we're racist, we're white? Really? You know how many other people of color are Christians? You know, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's my, it's disgusting. It really is. Uh, let's go to, let's go to Sam, Sam Tully. I'll, I'll start with you. Go ahead, buddy. All right, Roy, let me see if I can go in reverse order and cover a few of these things. As far as gun control is concerned, we have a nation of over 300 million people, but we have more guns in America than we have people. So if guns were the problem, we'd have been killing off each other a long time ago. And I I look at many of my friends, particularly in the black community, that are uh, complaining about the police. And And I ask people, many of these Democratic leaders that you're following want to take your gun away. So if the police are bad and they take away your guns, who are you going to call, Ghostbusters? I mean, you know, the Second Amendment was put in place not to go uh, hunting, but it was put in place to protect the citizens in case the nation went lopsided. And our nation is very close to being just that. Now, as far as killing babies is concerned in the womb, you know, in Psalms 139.13, it states that God said he knitted us together. God created us, not the man and the woman having sex, but that was God's work itself. So anytime conception is made and that conception is disturbed artificially by some human, then that's murder. That's just killing a baby. Now, as far as these women and this uh, uh, this woman's march and the Planned Parenthood, you know, it's amazing. We give Planned Parenthood over half a billion dollars a year, taxpayer money, money that I don't want to give them. Planned Parenthood just stated that they're going to donate $45 million this year to politicians. We know that those politicians are uh, pro-choice or baby-killing advocates in the Democratic Party. But what a lot of people don't pay attention to is where do you think the $45 million comes from? That $45 billion comes from that 500 a million dollars that we give them every year. So in, in essence, we're paying Planned Parenthood to pay the Democrats to keep advocating the death of the unborn. And as far as Hollywood culture is concerned, and these actors or these so-called celebrities running their mouth, yeah, it ruins many movies for me. Uh, Robert De Niro, I, I, I do say he's a great actor, but he can't get a dime out of me in the box office, and neither can Samuel L. Jackson who stated he didn't give a F what people thought because he already got the check. And so my attitude is when I go to a movie or any kind of sporting event or any kind of event, I want to disassociate myself from what's going on in the real world and go into the nether world of just viewing this whatever it is so I don't have to think. But if I have to look at a screen or look at a stage or a play and think about what some joker thinks politically, particularly if he's going to insult me in his political thought, I have no interest in giving him a dime of my money or my time. Now, I've noticed that the Democratic Party, they're still constantly talking about uh, the, the black voters do not trust Trump and he's not going to get any kind of percentage of the vote. The one thing I want to say, regardless if you're black, white, or polka dot, every last conservative, every last Republican needs to be vigilant. We don't want to just go by the assumption that he's going to win massively. We have to get out there and vote. Because these people are still pissed off from 2016 when they got beat. So the American people, we don't want to just say, oh, you know what, Joe down the street and Frank around the corner, they're going to vote, so I don't have to vote this year. No, everybody needs to vote. 
We need to stay, uh, keep our, our keep our foot on their necks until they don't breathe anymore. Because these people resent, resent the fact that we elected a president that are making them look like fools. And particularly, I'm talking about the the the, the people that has been in Washington for years, the rhinos and the the elites, and I call them the old boys and girls club. These folks have been up in Washington 20, 30 years. Trump comes in here, a novice, and shows all of them that they don't know what the hell they're doing. And he has improved the economy. He has made it better for the average citizen. All the lies and distortions and promises politicians have made all these years, every time they get elected and don't keep them, he has got up here, and every chance he can, he has followed through. And he has been good for everybody, so we must stay vigilant in that regard. Now, <clears throat> immigration. I mean, <clears throat> in California, I, I look at both the immigration and the homeless situation. I live in California. I drive to L.A. I drive. I see people living under on ramps. I see people living on the sidewalks. I see people living around multi-million-dollar businesses. I mean, it, it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, City Hall had a typhus outbreak in L.A. because of the fleas. Uh, coming from rats because folks are homeless is living on the streets and they're sitting over there uh, uh, pooping and everything else. And at the same time, L.A., San Francisco, and the governor of California want to bring in more uh, illegal aliens. They want to bring in these people. They want to keep them coming. At the same time, they won't take care of Americans. And see, to the normal mind, this makes absolutely no sense. But it makes perfect sense if you are a reprobated Democratic politician, because, number one, the more people you have here that you can get dependent on you, the more people that are going to keep you in power, because they're going to vote for you so they can keep getting whatever bone you throw their way. And also, if you if you continually flood the system, you continually override it, sooner or later it will implode, and then they think that they have a solution and, and and then their solution is going to be just to take complete control of everything. So people that know better should say better, and they should stand up and say, we're not having it anymore. We should quit voting for folks that are going to keep making the same problems worse. We should, you know, Trump is the perfect model. Like he said when he was talking to a black church, I think it was in Detroit, when he was, uh, you know, getting ready to run for president, he said, what the hell do you have to lose? Because the Democrats wasn't doing anything different. So all these citizens, and, and I would even encourage these Democrats that have been seeing the same crap over and over again, never change, should look at the Trump model. I don't care about his attitude. I don't care about his colorful metaphors. I don't care about the way he talk about stuff. I care about the fact that he is getting stuff done. And, that's, and if people want to get stuff done, they need to get away from these jokers that have been there forever doing the same thing, and nothing is getting better. Everything is getting worse. No, I agree. I agree. Very, very, very well said. No, I, a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Um, did you have any other thoughts? No, as far as Eminem, I never listened to his music in the first place. <laughs> you know, like I said, I, you know, Hollywood wants – you know, it's unfortunate that we have so many people that don't look at entertainment as entertainment, but they look at it as something to be emulated. I don't emulate any of these people. These people, I don't go to bed with these people at night. Uh, you know, if I saw a so-called celebrity, I wouldn't want their autograph unless they're writing their name on a check made out to me. 
I mean, they have the same biological functions I have. They are no better than me. I don't put any of these people on a pedestal. All I look for is folks to have sense, to do the right thing, and to leave me alone. I'm good. Amen. Amen, buddy. Let's right. go to let's go to retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Balsey. Michael, go ahead. Bob Roy, you sure covered a lot of topics in that open, let me tell you. Um, I'll start with the, uh, you know, the media. The alternative media is becoming pretty popular, and it's the uh, mainstream media in, in its infancy. If you look at some of these podcasts, some of these YouTube shows, even though YouTube is censoring like crazy, and you look at the views, the amount of people that are viewing this stuff and listening to these podcasts is tremendous so much higher than it's ever been in the past. And I think, I think that's, that's important. I think people are ex- extremely turned off and critical of the mainstream media, no matter what you're watching. I do like One American News. And unfortunately, a lot of people can't get it. You know, I'd like to see that uh, come to fruition, uh, a group of Trump supporters are trying to buy that and see if they can't get it in the mainstream. But, uh, I think, you know, podcasts like yourself, there's many of them out there. I think uh, people are, are starting to turn for real news and real information because they're definitely not getting it on TV. Uh, with regards to the president, Davos, you know, when this man is on the international stage, you know, I think you really see the brilliance of, of Donald Trump. And now that he's got three years under his belt and a record, you know, he he commands attention. And it seems like every time he makes one of these international trips, the United States prospers by it. You know, you know, he made a he made a statement today that's that's gotta have people, you know, at least seeing what this man's about. You know, the nation's highest priority is to its citizens. What better thing can you say if you're in doubt about where the man stands? You know, I, I found that quite remarkable. I did want to touch on this impeachment scam just a bit. I mentioned Pat Cipollone earlier. You see the Dems now are asking for his recusal because of his closeness in the White House. Well, if anybody should recuse, it should be Adam Schiff, who not only schooled the whistleblower, worked with the uh, IG Atkinson, who's under investigation now, uh, it's it's a scam, and to prove it's a scam, when you take radical Senator uh, Hir- uh, Hirono from uh, Hawaii, and she said the, the Dems impeachment case is a sham. Now, remember, she's the one that vowed to impeach. You know, once they started to present their case, she realizes it's a sham. And, you know, a lot of these senators, I believe this truly, they don't know what this case was all about. I don't think they followed it very closely in the House. Right, and we're, you know, I found and we that saw them the other day laughing. Some of them were laughing, like not even taking it seriously. I'm just like, what? Really? <laughs> you know, I heard somebody mention that, that he thought some of these senators maybe hadn't even watched any of this or had really much knowledge of what was going on in the House. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this Pelosi, is probably true. And Pelosi giving out pens, celebrating the event calling it a, a historic pens, day. Pens I mean, that look what like the rifle. hell? Pens that look like rifle cartridges. Take a close look. Look at a blown-up image of them. 
And I'm surprised more people haven't remarked. I know the national media won't pick up on it. There's no doubt in my mind. It looks like somebody did a side-by-side -side with a 50 caliber round, and they're identical. So look at the front end of that pen. Uh, I did want to touch on the, uh, the birthism thing, though. You know, we've had this problem, and this wasn't a problem when it first initiated. You realize we had immigration back in the early turn of the century, whatever. Uh, there was a big difference in the way it was handled then. You know, those people were required to work, show where they were going to go, show that they have a means of support. But the whole process has changed. But what's happened is it's not only become an epidemic in terms of uh, our economy and stuff where people cross the border have these babies are automatically citizens, but it's become an industry. And you see this Chinese woman, she got 10 months, which I thought was rather minimal, for running this uh, tourism birth thing where they bring these women in. They were paying them between fifteen dollars and $50,000 to have their babies in the United States. They were putting them up in these luxury apartments. It turned out to be a big industry. Now, she's just one that's been caught. How many more of these are there out there? And I'm sure the government's looking into that. If they found her, they'll find the rest of them or find most of them. But I, I really think it needs to be addressed. I was glad to see the president. You know, I think it served its purpose at the turn of the century when we were having immigration from Europe and other countries. Uh, but I think right now, I don't think it's necessary any longer. Uh, you know, I will hit on the Dem debates. You know, I don't, can you actually call those things debates? I mean, I haven't seen much debating going on there. And all the questions seem to be softball questions. There hasn't been any hardball questions in any of these debates. I mean, you mean to tell me somebody's not going to ask Joe Biden about his family corruption? whether you're asking them if it's true. When Anderson Cooper confronted him with it, he said, well, we know it's been debunked. Well, there's been nothing debunked. How do you deb debunk Biden's own video on TV? So that's all I have to say about that. I don't think the public's really tuned in very much on those Democratic debates. And I mean, the other thing there, though, Roy, is I don't think they want to pin anybody down as a frontrunner. And I'll get to more on that later, but I don't think they want to pin a front runner down. They don't know where that's going. So they don't want to hurt anybody at this point, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. With, with, no, regards, to, with regards to Hollywood, I, I think the public is turning them off. I really do. I think their attendance at movies is down. Uh, people aren't watching them on TV. I think they have less and less influence as time goes on anymore because some of these people have showed, showed their true colors. And I learned a long time ago, speaking about the De Niro and people like that, those who are screaming the loudest, they have the most to hide. And you're starting to see, you pay close attention, you're starting to see there's more and more people in Hollywood now starting to come out in support of the president. And it's going to take more of them because then they won't face the reprisals that Hollywood usually puts on these people, right? Blackballing them or whatever. But I, there's more and more people, and I'm glad to see it. Uh, the homeless thing in California, I touched on this before on your show when we were talking about the fires. This homeless thing is a man-made problem. You know it. I know it. Your listeners know it. 
It's a problem California brought on themselves. But they also want federal money to help combat the problem, just like they want federal money for combating these fires that they seem to have an epidemic of over there in California. The problem is, where's all this federal money going? There's no accountability on it. We saw what happened with Puerto Rico, right? We saw all of the aid in, in the uh, in a warehouse. Oh, somebody's benefiting by this money. Now, we know in Puerto Rico that was probably done for political purposes to make the president look bad. But where's all this money going that's been dumped into California and some of these other places? They're almost assured of getting the money because when you look at all the main committees in Congress and the House and the Senate, they're all controlled by people from California and New York. Every one of them. Well, at some point, you're going to, I think we're going to see some news break on some of these topics when it comes to some of this uh, disaster aid, when it comes to this federal aid for some of these different man-made problems and uh, this homeless crisis being one of them. And the other thing, I think, is it's all been done to destroy the fabric of society. We've talked about that many times on your show. It's about changing the way Americans think, you know, about changing that fabric of the family, changing the family of it, uh, fabric of education, of history, of all those things. Um, and then uh, with regards to that uh, voter suppression, you know, I and voter fraud, I really believe that um, we're going to see, you know, the courts are going to get involved in cleaning up these voter rolls. You know, there's been a couple of places that haven't complied, but I think the courts are going to get stern with them, and I think they'll be forced into compliance on cleaning up the voter rolls, because you're absolutely right. Dead people do vote, and they have been voting for many, many years. But it's not just that. They keep these people on these voter rolls that allows these immigrants to go in there, illegal immigrants to go in there and vote. And I think what you're going to see, and, and I think you'll see it probably prior to the 2020 election, I think you're going to see an executive order come out uh, mandated national voter ID. I think it's going to happen. They'll fight them in the courts on it. They'll probably end up losing but I think the president will issue an executive order on a national voter ID. You ask for an opinion, that's mine. And I'll kind of finish up with uh, Megan and Harry, who I really don't have much to say about, other than the fact that I read a couple of articles that kind of enlightened me a little bit. You know, they've, they've kind of attached themselves to the Clintons and the Obamas. I find that rather strange, other than the fact that maybe he's trying to get her some work in Hollywood or whatever, and he figures they could help. But I read an article that kind of says, you know, the Democrats really don't have anybody. They don't have anybody in the wings. And there's a possibility they could be trying to groom her for a 2024 presidential run. Just throwing it out there. It was in an article I read. So uh, that's just fruit for thought, you know. But with that, I'll let you get on to your guests. I think I covered enough topics there, and thanks for having me, Roy. Absolutely, Michael. Always a pleasure having you with us. Um, let's go to uh, Todd McKinley. I'm going to go to you, and then I'm going to take a quick commercial after I, after I talk to you, and then uh, we'll bring on our guests. But, Todd, you've got the floor. Go ahead. 
Perfect. Thanks, Roy. I'll hit a few few topics here. Uh, if you remember, Adam Schiff actually won election against a Republican back in the 90s who was an impeachment uh, manager during the Clinton impeachment. And he was against the impeachment. He was against the, uh, the entire process. And now all of a sudden he's in a complete 180, and it's all about you know impeaching the president. So go go back and look at some of the things that he said back in the 90s, whenever he was running for for Congress the first time. Uh, you know, also you saw the uh, the debate, if you want to call it that, as you said, uh, where Warren was caught on a hot mic calling out Bernie Sanders for saying a woman couldn't win the presidency. Uh, you know, but it's funny is you know you have a party that you know doesn't have genders or has thousands of genders, uh, talking arguing about you know whether a woman can or cannot be president. You know, perfectly well, you know, a woman can certainly be president, uh, but it's just funny to have them sit there and argue about this. Uh, and of course, we know uh, Elizabeth Warren is, is a complete uh, liar, uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that, that Bernie Sanders said any, anything like that. And if he did, there's some context that's not being, uh, you know, talked about. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no context to it. I, I don't believe necessarily that Bernie Sanders is, is a sexist, but it's funny how all of a sudden they use identity politics on, on their own uh, to, try, to try to win an election. Uh, really, really lowball stuff, obviously. Uh, you know, and of course, Warren obviously is a. She's using this thing. It's a. She's overusing this phrase, the backbone of our nation. Uh, you know, she says. Uh, w- one example is, uh, whenever she was endorsed by, I think it was a, uh, a, a LGBT group. She's like, you know, thank you, uh, black, trans, and, and cis women, gender, non-conforming, uh, non-binary people are the backbone of our d- democracy, and I don't take this endorsement uh, lightly. Uh, and she's used that the backbone uh, analogy or, or description uh, to describe it a number of different groups, and it's like how many different groups can be the backbone of the nation? You know, uh, you know the only one I agree with is is whenever she said you know the military and our veterans are the backbone of, of our nation, which you know I'll, I'll agree with that one. Um, and, and if you look at the impeachment though, uh, go back to uh, it was 19 minutes after the president was inaugurated. Uh, the Washington Post that said is their headline. The campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. Uh, so you know that this was something that was cooked up a, a long time ago, and it's been it's been in, in the works since before he was elected. So to try to say, well, we need to find more evidence. It's like if there was evidence out there, you would have you would have impeached him and, and impeached him on the evidence instead of coming up with this these uh, you know uh, the. Uh, Obstruction of Congress charges that you're throwing out there, uh, just because you know the president says, "Hey, let's go through the court system," or the witnesses want to go through the court system. Uh, but if you look at uh, what um, what's your name from Florida uh, said, Val Deming said, to, you know, today, uh, whenever she was giving her remarks, uh, basically she said, you know, we didn't have time to go through the courts, you know, because if we did, the election would have been over before the courts decided. Uh, so to me, that that's obviously a, a statement. That's evidence that this is, is completely 100 uh, percent political. And, of course, Maxine Waters says you know, it doesn't matter if, if he's acquitted in the Senate. We're going to continue to impeach him, just like, uh, just like uh, Nancy Pelosi has said many, many times. Uh, and with, with regards to the, the, uh, you know, the 2A march up in Virginia, uh, think about what those guys did after the march. They cleaned up after themselves, just like the Tea Party did. But if you look at any of these leftist marches, whether it's Antifa or what have you, what do they do? They leave the place, you know, just destroyed, littered with trash. Uh, you know, outside of the fact that they riot and, and bust windows and fight people and you know, basically create uh, havoc on, on just innocent people uh, bystanding. Uh, you know, and another thing, you talked about abortion a minute ago. Uh, you know, the left they, they 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 use these words to describe things that that have nothing to do with the actual process. They call it reproductive rights. Uh, to, to me, 
if you're killing a baby, that's not reproducing. That has nothing to do with reproduction rights. You know, no one's coming to your room and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, you, you you guys can't have sex and have a child." To me, you you would be interfering with re- re- reproductive rights right there. Uh, but no one's saying that. We're just simply saying you can't kill a life. Uh, you know, uh, I always say, you know, the the uh, we were founded on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the unalienable rights. Uh, but before you can, um, you know, pursue happiness and uh, uh, and exercise your liberties, you have to first be able to be born. Uh, so to me, that, that's one of the most basic, fundamental, unalienable rights right there is to be able to be born. Uh, and another thing I, you didn't touch on was uh, Hillary. Hillary Clinton, you know, still lingering around. And uh, you know, I, I, I would say that she could possibly, and I don't think it, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's possible uh, that that if Biden stumbles in Iowa or something like that, that she could possibly jump into this thing. I, I don't think it's too late, and I don't I don't put it past the Clintons. Uh, you know, there's some some shady people there, so I, I, I don't I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility uh, that that she would get, could get involved. Uh, and another guy who's an a, a, an impeachment manager, Hakeem Jeffrey, you know, he, he's saying if the president is innocent, then he needs to come forward and clear his name. Uh, you know, we're 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 we presumed innocent. Uh, so you know, it, it, I guess except if you're the president of the United States, uh, you're, you're guilty and must prove you're innocent. Uh, you know that, that kind of goes to the whole, um, you know, uh, um, the um, the, uh, the civil asset forfeiture, for example, uh, where where you have to basically prove that you, you know your your the money that you had or, or whatever was seized wasn't uh, basically going to commit a crime or wasn't a part of some sort of criminal activity. Uh, you know, so the president has essentially. Uh, been found guilty by the Democrats in the House, uh, and now must prove his innocence versus the Democrats proving that he is actually, in fact, guilty. Uh, so they have a, a backwards. But you know, I, I wouldn't put it past. Of course, of course, I don't, I don't put it past the Democrats uh, on, on anything. Uh, uh, but anyway, you know, I, I know you touched on a lot of topics there, and those are just a few thoughts that came to mind as you were as you were talking. Uh, I know I went a little fast there, but I know you got to get to a break. But uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what unfolds over the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, and and, w- and what evidence they actually bring forward to try to prove the president's guilty. Uh, you know, at, at this point, everything that I've seen, everything that I've, uh, that I've read, basically points to the fact that this is nothing more than than politics, and they can't beat him in 2020, so they have to impeach him to get him out of there, uh, and that's just basically it. No, I agree. I agree 100. percent Very well said, as always. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? No, you know, actually, a thought came to mind whenever I was sitting there watching some of this stuff. I, I was I was thinking about a, a, a quote from uh, Andrew Johnson whenever he was impeached. Of course, you know, uh, I couldn't use uh, the language that he used, so I came. I, I saw another quote that he that he had used during his time uh, in office, and he goes, and this is a quote from Andrew Johnson, and this kind of describes where the Democrats are today. Uh, and it goes, there are some who lack confidence in the integrity and capacity of the people to govern themselves. To all who entertain such fears, I will most respectfully say that I entertain none. If a man is not capable and is not to be trusted with the government of himself, is he to be trusted with the government of others? And, of course, the, the, the Democrats today, you know, they love the big government. Uh, they believe that what they're doing is right, and they, they know what's best for you. But, of course, you can't govern yourself, which is, is, is completely ridiculous. And you know, the gun march yesterday is just one of those examples. You, know, you, you, you as a law-abiding citizen who have no intent to harm anyone, to, 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 to bring no harm to any, any individual, uh, you can't own a firearm because other people out there may actually want to hurt someone. So you, you can't govern yourself. 
uh, because others have hurt other people with guns or something like that. Uh, but, but yet, trust us, the Democrats. Uh, but if you don't you know, turn in your guns, we're going to come to your house with our guns and seize your guns. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. So I, I would rather govern myself. I would rather other individuals govern themselves uh, and do so accordingly. You know, uh, agree to you know, uh, basically uh, live in harmony, uh, work, work together, uh, to try to have you know, a, a good economy, uh, a, a safe living and working environment, uh, a, a, you know, like I said, a great economy, good jobs, good education. Uh, and things of that nature, and basically leave one another alone. And then, of course, uh, the government should come in uh, and do the things that we can't necessarily readily do for ourselves. But essentially, from the federal government standpoint, you know, provide for the common defense, conduct diplomacy, and leave most everything else to the states and the local levels. And, and that's pretty much it. And, and basically, uh, the, the, I, I like the term that, that the physicians use, you know, that they do no harm. Uh, if a piece of legislation is going to do more harm than good, then don't pass that legislation. And it's funny, you know, you talk about uh, people running for office or people that are in office, they always talk about legislation that they passed. And I always want to ask the question, what about legislation that you've repealed? I'd rather, I'd rather you first off talk about legislation that you, you've repealed because for the most part, most legislation that is on the books uh, at many levels do more harm than it actually does good. But anyway, that's kind of my thoughts and my opinion on those things. Very, very well said, Todd, as always. Um, I, love, I love all your talking points, always on point. Uh, everybody – we're going to take a quick commercial. We'll be right back with Richard McCormick and Daryl Brooks. Very excited. Big night on the show. Uh, this is the Rory Sodder Show. Um, sorry, we got disconnected for a second. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be right back. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Fridays, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else, 
And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries and nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. I do want to welcome to the show. We have... U.S. Congressional Candidate for the 7th District of Georgia, Richard McCormick. Richard, welcome to the show. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you well. How are you, buddy? Welcome. I'm great, thanks. Good to hear you. Good to, good to talk to you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Richard, your first time on the show, uh, like I do with all my guests, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Give us like a bio, all that, all that fun stuff. Cause I, and I'll tell you, man, you've lived uh, quite the life. Really impressive. Glad you're running. Um, fun stuff. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I'm, I've lived a blessed life. I'm definitely from humble beginnings. Grew up to a single parent uh, family. My mother was a uh, unemployed originally, and then became a secretary. And and uh, I grew up literally picking berries in the fields next to migrant workers, uh, and realized I couldn't make any money that way. So I graduated to the big bucks of uh, being a paper boy, and then a bus boy, and eventually a short order cook. And I uh, saw that great movie, Top Gun, decided I wanted to go to college to uh, try to pursue that. And uh, everybody that impressed me there was uh, where the Eagle Golden Anchor and anybody who knows anything about the Marines know those people are hardcore. Uh, those are all the guys that impressed me, so I decided I wanted to be a Marine. They told me how to do that. Focused on that for a while, made a uh, national TV commercial back in the 90s, the Marine Chess commercial. You have to look it up. It's uh, been a while now, but back when I was young and pretty, I was able to make that. and. Uh, uh, that eventually led to the American Gladiators, where I went to the finals as a uh, competitor. Uh, served two uh, tours overseas in uh, the Persian Gulf and Africa uh, in combat zones. Not much of a war hero, but I was there. Uh, it's kind of in between the wars in 94 and 96. Also did a Far East tour with the uh, airborne unit called First Angico. Uh, spent some time with the like, Army units. Uh, eventually uh, got out, went to medical school. Uh, it was the, uh, I ended up a single parent at that point. I had three little boys. Um, I went to Morehouse School of Medicine, which is a traditionally black school. Uh, became the first and only white student body president there, not because uh, uh, I'm liberal-minded. Uh, as a matter of fact, in the school, it's 60% female, 80% black, and about 95% liberal. I was elected the same year that Obama was elected president. And uh, Strictly based on relationships, uh, not on anything else. I've never compromised my morals or my standing as a conservative, but uh, 
I think when you can have good dialogue and people trust you, it transcends politics. Um, went to Emory for a residency, studied uh, and did uh, my work down at Grady Hospital in the middle of Atlanta where you get to see every kind of trauma and bad thing that can happen to a human body. Uh, went back in the Navy as an ER doc. Uh, served my fi- final tour overseas as the department head for emergency medicine in Kandahar, Afghanistan. Uh, retired back to Georgia again and uh, got motivated to join in politics when I went down to the Capitol and tried to take on the surprise billing and gap coverages that has been artificially created by bad behavior uh, amongst uh, insurance companies. Uh, we had the backing of all the patient advocacy groups, all the specialties, and, uh, and realized that couldn't get really much done down there because of dirty politics. And it got me very upset. I started asking around, how do we fix this? And they said, you need to be uh, at the table because if you're not at the table, you're on the table. And from there, everything's gotten out of the way, just like everything uh, in my life. I feel like it, there's, there's some divinity to it and that uh, all the obstacles have been taken out of the way. And here I am standing before you, uh, not deserving, but because uh, by design, uh, I believe that this is the time for us. We're in a great position to win this election and uh, do, some, uh, do some good things up in D.C., hopefully. I love it, man. Quite, quite, quite the life. That, that's very impressive. And, and, you know, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for your service. Really. Um, uh, and and I, I've always said, you know, we need more people. We need more military individuals in Washington, you know, fighting this America first agenda. And, um, you know, so, so running, running in Georgia. So for people that don't know, tell everybody the areas your district covers. Sure. So, uh, I'm basically in the suburbs of Atlanta in the northeast corner. Uh, includes Lawrenceville, Duluth, Hamilton Mill, uh, Sugar Hill, Buford, Cumming, uh, and parts of Snellville and, and some other fo- uh, small cities in that area. Uh, it's a very diverse, it's the most diverse county in America, demographically speaking. Um, it was a very, it was the closest race we had last year uh, in the 2018 election. Um, it, we won it. We kept the red by less than 500 votes. It's going to be uh, some of that's the Stacey Abrams effect. For those people who aren't aware, Stacey Abrams ran for governor. She was the one that was outraged by the bad. Uh, she she accused everybody of voter suppression, even though ironically it was the best minority turnout of all time in Georgia. Uh, and like you've already mentioned, several dead people and people who didn't know their social security number and didn't know their addresses voted in that election by proxy. Um, so that really affected a lot of the races down here. The the Democrats have really come out full force to win this. They they try to justify their bad behavior by thinking they have moral superiority, and, and they can they can justify cheating to win elections based on that. And uh, we're we're here to fight that. Luckily, the the governor has instituted some new rules on clearing, uh, basically off those those people who have been dead, those people who have. Uh, that don't know their address, people who don't know their social security number, obviously they're not uh, legitimate voters, and uh, we've done a good job of taking that on. Uh, also, with having Trump with such a successful economy, I think it's going to really help us win that red back uh, for this district. And then not having Stacey Abrams is probably going to also help us somewhat, although I'm not really sure she has the same luster that she had previously. Um, but this is a very diverse county. I, I'm, I feel fortunate because uh, out of the demographics, about uh, 100,000 are Korean. I spent three tours over in Korea serving in the Iraq Marines. Uh, uh, really enjoyed that. Spoke at several other events here locally. Uh, about 100,000 Indians. 
Uh, about 20% of the physician community is made up of Indian doctors. Uh, we have really good, strong ties to that community. African-American-wise, uh, like I said, I'm a Morehouse guy. I taught at Morehouse College. I uh, was Morehouse student at Morehouse uh, School of Medicine. And, and then uh, the rest is made up of uh, other demographics. And, and uh, now it's just a matter of selling the message uh, and, and really making this, uh, this Blexit thing a reality. Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are tuning into the fact that a lot of the African-American voters coming over to Trump in record numbers. And it's kind of ironic because people still label him as a racist, just like they did with Bush, just like they did with Reagan. Uh, but that, that lie is starting to kind of lose its, uh, its appeal because obviously everywhere we have Democrats in charge uh, hasn't helped out the minorities. It hasn't given them the American dream. And uh, all you have to do is give people opportunities and anything can happen for them. Absolutely. And are you noticing a big shift and a big change over in, in Georgia where your, your area, like your districts and stuff, how black voters are, you know, strongly, um, you know, getting close and, and, and it, it, Trump's appealing to, to you know, their, their, to, to what they're looking for and what they want in a candidate? Well, I'm seeing it very much on the national level. Uh, the only way I really see it in the, 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 the local level is actually my individual conversation. This is why it's very important for your listeners to really go out there and own that conversation. You know, you don't win over people by, by proving them wrong. You don't, you don't right. win people over by, by uh, calling them names or alienating them. It's just like a Bible study, right? The only way I'm going to win people over is, is to show them that I love them and that I care about them. I care about the future, that we have similar beliefs. We just have a different opinion on how to get there. And once they realize right. that, then they can let their guard down a little bit. We can actually talk actual policies. We can talk facts. We can talk about the history of the Democratic Party versus the history of the Republican Party. We're not the racists. We're not the problem. We're, we're the part of the solution to the problem. And now we're, we're literally having the Democrats trying to rewrite history and frame the Republicans as a racist party. It's, it's crazy. It's like, it's like this whole impeachment. Uh, you're trying to tell me that, that Joe Biden's behavior is what you're accusing Trump of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the very things that the Democrats have done wrong we're being accused of. And it's, it's just obscene, but they get absolute assistance from the media. You saw it, uh, there was a uh, recent professor that was brought up before the Senate, a Senate hearing where uh, Cruz, Ted Cruz had a great interview uh, and basically had this very liberal-minded professor admitting that the media gives a two-point shift to the Democrats by the way they report things. And uh, the only reason he was willing to talk about that, he says, it's not American. It's not a good thing. It's a bad thing for what we're trying to achieve in America, which is good dialogue, honest dialogue. And I think if, if we have honest dialogue, there isn't – I mean, the black community is absolutely poised to come back to its rightful place in the Republican community. They're, they're religious people. They're moral people. They're people who want opportunity. They're people who have been punished for uh, having the American government take over the role of father figure in the family. Uh, it used to be that the black females had a higher literacy rate than white females because they read their Bibles. They had a lower illegitimacy rate. They had a lower divorce rate. Uh, all that's been reversed now since the great uh, New Deal of Lyndon B. Johnson, which was by design. Uh, if you guys have ever heard – and this is not a conspiracy theory. You can look it up yourself. But uh, when he was on Air Force One with a bunch of Dixiecrats, he was uh, talking about how this is just by design to get them to vote for them, the, de the Democrats, for the next 100 years. It's not, it's not for any other reason than just vote grabbing, which is what they continue to do through lies. That's what the social propaganda is. This is what socialism has always been about, is getting people to right. rely on the government so you can control them. It's, it's an evil thing. Yeah, so I, 
Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. No, you're absolutely right. Very, very well said. You know, I, I love everything you're saying. And, and I want to ask you, what do you see as the three main problems facing your area in Georgia? Because Georgia is a beautiful place, and I know there's, there's some issues there, but I know that can be fixed. And like you said, uh, you're hoping that it goes red again. Yes, sir. Well, it's it's still red, but it's just my uh, very small no, yeah, margin. I'm talking, about your, think, no, I'm talking uh, about your district. That's what I'm referring to, your district, yeah. Yes, sir. So Rob Woodall is a Republican. He's uh, he's retiring. Oh, okay. uh, I think I think the key is uh, in our district, though, to keep it red. And, and it really uh, a lot of people think that it's going to flip. I disagree. It's going to be about a, a 40 million dollar race when we get to the general. Uh, it, it's Damn. it's that much focus. It's a top three race in the nation. And uh, and so there's going to be a ton of uh, money from outside this district, especially for the Democrats. I mean, you look at Bordeaux, she's raised a, mo- a million dollars. She's a Democratic uh, candidate, uh, most of that from California. They're literally trying to, just like they did with Alan West, they'll come after us uh, from all over the country trying to buy this seat into the Democratic Party. If you want to look at the issues, transportation, we, we're in the top growing state, and, and we're in the top uh, growing district in that state for the last six years. Right. And, and so yeah. the infrastructure is always going to be an issue, but uh, I'm not so sure we can handle it. A lot of disingenuous people are, are trying to, to uh, claim that as their issue, but uh, on a federal level, I think the things that's going to face all of us equally, especially in our district, um, health care. Let's talk about that. For, for the next 10 years, this is going to dominate politics. I guarantee it. Um, if you think yeah. about it right now, it consumes about 18% of our national budget goes towards health care. That doesn't count your premiums. That doesn't count your deductibles. Anything you pay out of pocket, that doesn't count any of that. Now, right. ways to help reduce the cost of health care and make it better for the, through the free market, and that's by you know, transparency, which is what uh, excuse me, Trump is doing right now, uh, right. opening markets of, of, of less bureaucracy, not more bureaucracy, where you can have open competition. And, and then funding these HSE accounts where you, you encourage good behavior. So, for example, if you go to right. your primary care providers, so they go into the ER for something you can handle, that costs way, yeah. way less. So your deductible is going to be better. Yeah. You're going to save money. You get to keep whatever's left over from your yep. HSA. So it encourages good behavior, more competition, uh, more thrifty management of what we're handling, and you can see transparency so you can compare costs between different providers. Uh, same right. thing with, uh, with uh, the way we do our insurance companies. Right now, you've got some of these companies that have literally said, we're not going to pay Richard, for one out of five ER visits. Rich, Sorry? Richard, Richard, I do got, I do got to let you go in about one minute, but I, I want you to um, – uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry about this. I, I do have to uh, move on here in the next – I'm on a time frame. I only have a few minutes left in the show. I've got to move on to the next guest. But, um, but as, as you were saying, no, sorry, I just wanted to let you know that. I, I am on a um, – I am gotcha. running, say, running well. Let me, let me summarize this. I didn't this think thing. it was going to be this want, if, Sorry. You're, you're fine. So if you want to talk health care – it's going to dominate the single-payer system. The only good example we have is the VA. $22 billion spent on 8 million people or less uh, and is widely despised as the worst health care system in the, in the free world. Think about that. Right. Uh, think about right. the opioid crisis. Think about the, uh, all the, the economy things that's humming so well right now. All these things are going to be addressed. All these things play right into our wheelhouse. I think we have a great campaign. This is, this is exactly uh, federal spending. This is exactly what I've been doing for the last 20 years in the military, managing budgets understand where the waste and fraud is and and uh and so i think like we're in a good position but but if we don't own this in dc we're in big trouble because the biggest single step towards socialism will be through medicine i promise you go to a single payer system you will never recover because they're going to always ask for the next big thing you know education free education 
Free dental. Yeah. Free, no, it I never agree. ends with the things they can give away. No, so. I agree. I agree. Uh, tell everybody where they can get involved in your campaign, all that stuff. I want to get you back soon because there's a lot I want to talk to you about. I, I apologize about running short tonight. It's okay. So richmccormick.us is my website. Uh, you can get involved, uh, Rich McCormick, Dr. Rich McCormick for Congress. Uh, it's pretty easy to find me on the website. You'll love the snappy commercial we have. It kind of covers who I am and what my background is, what I stand for. I'm with you guys. You know, I'm here for freedom. Uh, Second Amendment, you'll see all kinds of videos on specific topics, and it's going to get better every week. Perfect, perfect, Richard. Well, I really love having you on. I'm going to get you back very soon. We have a lot more to talk about. Great. Well, I appreciate you. Keep fighting the good fight. All right. Thank you, Richard. Step to five, brother. All righty. God bless. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. I believe we have with us. We have popular activist Daryl Brooks. Daryl, what's going on, buddy? How are you? What's going on, brother Roy? How you doing? I am uh, so excited about coming on your show, and I thank you for allowing me to come on your show out here in Philadelphia. Absolutely, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. First time on. Really excited to talk to you. I know you, you know, have you've lived quite the life, and you're doing a lot for the, you know, Trump supporters, and you're doing a lot of political stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I you know I I started I guess with the Libertarian Party, then uh, moved on with the Tea Party movement uh, when the Tea Party movement uh, started in New Jersey and um, out of Trenton, and so it, it just kind of boiled over. Just you know, Tea Party movement, Trump movement, and uh, Second Amendment uh, movement rallies I've been um, a part of in, in New Jersey, and uh, also uh, the uh, fight against the LGBT. Um, uh, School uh, classes that they're going to be teaching in uh, this year. Matter of fact, this year in New Jersey. I love it. I love it. So, so um, I just heard that the Trump rally in New Jersey they sold a hundred thousand tickets, and obviously everybody's not going to get in. But uh, he's the way he's getting support in places like New Jersey and some of these liberal areas. I love it because no other Republican would have got this kind of support in the past. I mean, he's opened this entire movement with this whole outsider stuff, and people people love it. People love that he's speaking to them, and he's not affiliated with any sort of establishment. It's, I, I, it's beautiful. It really is. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, one of the things that when uh, Trump first started, it was amazing how we couldn't get – we tried to put rallies together for Trump. And the New Jersey Republican Party didn't really want to support Trump uh, because they all thought that Trump was a racist. They didn't want to be a part of Trump and uh, any kind of rallies and or you know they didn't. They just uh, they they just denied really when it came to Republicans because some of the Republicans are you know uh, they're they're kind of kind of you can't tell the difference between a Republican and somewhat of a Democratic Party. Uh, in, in in New Jersey, uh, they're kind of uh, you know liberal, progressive Republicans, and then they kind of changed over when when Trump finally uh, won the election. President Trump won the election, and then everybody start uh, a lot of the uh, political leaders or Republicans start uh, jumping aboard, and so that was one of the most interesting things. How they didn't really support uh, a lot of Republicans didn't really support the president, you know, in, in New Jersey, and now you see. Uh, uh, all the different Republican groups and uh, people from the Tea Party movement that came over to the Trump movement. So it's it's interesting how things are happening in New Jersey. 
And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are supporting the president. And we talk about African-Americans. There are people, you know, a lot of people who are middle class, working class African-Americans, especially men, uh, bus drivers, trains, you know, people, that, you know, they have great 401ks. And, 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 and you know, you ask them, uh, how do you like the economy? And, and, and uh, they're excited. And how are your 401ks going? Well, 401k is doing great. Awesome. They say so. They they support the Trump and our president, and they they look at the the money that they're making, and uh, they're excited. And you know, people don't want change. You know, when they see that the our their financial status is getting better and better, you know, they're not going to want to change over to. They just don't know the Democrats. You know, and what the really Democrats stand for. But they, uh, you know, once again, you know, people. A lot of us, we all grew up watching Trump. You know, and. Uh, President Trump. So it's it's uh, exciting to see how things going. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of men supporting Trump. African American men will be supporting uh, our president, and uh, you know, women too. So it's 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 going to be interesting in New Jersey and also in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area. Yeah, no, it's it's true, and and you know, I, I've talked about this on my show many times. I mean, ever since people like Kanye West people like Tiger Woods, people like Floyd Mayweather, I mean, Mike Tyson, there's a lot of people, big athletes that support Trump. And especially when Kanye West came out and made that entire, you know, um, uh, that, that entire, he, he made it very clear. And then all of a sudden support for Trump went within a week from like 18% to like 36%. I mean, it's unreal what these people can wake up the black community mm-hmm. to. Because let's not forget a lot of the black community, and, and you know, they, they admire people like Kanye West. They admire people like Floyd Mayweather. They admire people like Tyson. And I, I really think that when Trump runs in 2020, I think obviously a lot they're there to thank a lot for it. But I also think there's just been so much fake media and so much coddling of the illegal aliens. and so many different examples of why the black community is set up. But I think in 2020, he's going to get more votes uh, I think he's going to double uh, the black support than he did in 2016. What do you think? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I was with uh, I was, I was at a, uh, a church meeting of uh, the black uh, black voices for Trump, and at the church, and it was it was packed, and there were a lot of people that were Democrats and former Democrats and, and some women uh, that said they they love the economy. They they, they basically see what's happening. Uh, and they don't trust their own Democratic Party. And a lot of it's like, you know, you look at the Democratic Party, you look at what's happening in Camden, Philadelphia, Trenton, the violence, uneducated. You know, people are kids dropping out of school. you got kids that are, uh, you know, committing suicide. Eighty percent of the people that are committing suicides are men. Uh, you see the kids graduating from the 12th grade and have a third, fourth grade uh, math reading level. So uh, that's heavily weighed against the Democratic Party in these inner city areas, urban areas. And so people are a lot of people are waking up uh, to, to see how falsely the Democratic Party has been doing for over 30, 40 years in that community. And so it, it, it's it's an awakening and it's exciting. But one of the things we still have to worry about is what I do worry about is we have those the college students with the African American white you know Latino they're they're being taught all this liberalism. Uh, and, uh, you know, they don't care about, you know, they don't, a lot of kids don't care about God. They don't read the Bible. They're reading this, um, this feminine, feminine books. And so it's a lot of things that are happening in, in the city. And, and, and I see uh, to the point that maybe 2020, the liberalism, the, the far left, 
will maybe choose violence and to uh, react to certain things, especially when Trump was election in 2020. And so uh, there's some, you know, there's some major issues with happening with violence. Uh, definitely, probably, I, I'm afraid that will take place in some, a lot of these areas because, you know, you can control people when they're, you know, they got third or fourth grade education. I mean, it's inner city and suburb, black and white, where you have people who really, you know, well, Trump got impeached. Why is he still in office? They don't understand. They don't understand politics. They don't want to understand politics. And so uh, they're ignorant to the, they're ignorant to understanding politics. You know, they, they're, they're graduating from college, but they don't care about politics. And, but they don't understand that politics runs the country. You know, and so you get right. people who are, Listening to they get and listening to CNN, MSNBC, they listen to all these crazy talk shows and the president is evil. He's he's a racist. He wants to destroy the country. He's bringing the Klan back and all this other stuff. And they're not fact checking. They don't look for themselves. They don't do the research. And right, CNN and MSNBC, they have a lot of power on what people they, they have power. So people believe everything they say. They don't fact check. And so that, and so you're going to have a number of, of young people, and I'm looking at young people, what, 40 and under, 35, 20-year-olds, even teens, right. 18, 19, who are ignorant, and they don't know what's happening, but they can be controlled by the media. It's scary. Yeah. It's actually scary with these younger generation, the young generation, they don't believe in God. You know, everything right. is acceptable. Transgender, uh Left, you know, you can be, you know, you can, you know, hell, you know, I, I'm a man, but I can be a woman, you know, and 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 right. then when they they turn in, they, they turn into transgenderism, and then they realize something's wrong, and they commit suicide because they're not accepted. They don't understand. But you got the colleges, and 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 all all these different colleges who are liberal and left, and they're pumping this madness into young people, and these young people they don't understand. They don't, you know, they don't. Um, they don't fact check. They don't, you know, they don't believe in God. So that that's, that's a big sure. problem in, in, in our country. Yeah, we're dealing. Yeah, it, it's 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 insane. And I, you know, I, I've always said, and, and I do got to let you go here in a second because I got to close out the show. But I want to get you back here on the next episode of the episode after because there's a lot more I want to talk about in terms of this subject. But I just want to say in closing, um, you know, I've talked about on my show many times how. What the Democratic Party does and what they've done for so long, ever since Lyndon Johnson came around, the Great Society, they called it, uh, they've left the black community and the minority communities purposely uh, in poverty, um, wanting them to have less education. They want them to be, you know, less than everybody else. I mean, they, they purposely kept these people in boxes, and they've kept these people as victims, as political pawns. And it's really sad, and it's really you know, I'm really happy that Trump has woken people up to what's been going on for all these years because, you know, other, other Republicans didn't have the balls to speak up about this to the, point, to, to the kind of extent that Trump has. I mean, Trump's really exposed it, you know, and, and it's – I'm hoping they, yeah, more and more they, stuff changes, you know, and, and I'm hoping more and more, you know, um, um, black support gr- grows for Trump, and I think it is. I think we're doing really well. Uh, but, you know, I yeah, love having you on. I love having you on, Daryl. I want to have you back on very soon. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Well, they can go to the On Fire Show on Facebook, uh, On Fire Show, or I have a uh, another site uh, where we're raising money to GoFundMe On Fire Show. 
uh, that's 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 what we have, and uh, you know we're tra- we're building a studio, so that's important, you know. And so one of the things that you know I tell people, listen, uh, there's yeah. a bunch of guys like us, like you, and and I'm excited, and and people have to really come out and support and organize and, right. and and tell their people and talk to people about what's really happened. Talk to young people about the Constitution, yeah. you know, the Second Amendment. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Daryl, I'd really love having you on. I'm going to get you back on here in the next, probably in the next week or so, or maybe at the end of this week. You've got a lot more to talk about. I really love everything you're doing. Uh, keep up the great work. We'll definitely uh, talk soon. Yeah, definitely, because there's some evil things that are happening in our society. Absolutely, Daryl. Uh, God bless you, man. Thank you for coming on. God bless you. Okay. Uh, Todd, I'll go to you. Um, uh, tell everybody where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Yeah, Roy, I appreciate it. Yeah, you can find me on, on the web at uh, toddforhouse.com. That's T-O-D-D, the number four, H-O-U-S-C dot com. Uh, go on there, you know, hit the donate button, uh, donate, you know, $10, $20. A little bit goes a long way. Uh, you know, you know, really appreciate donations right now because that's going to make sure that we can actually launch a campaign in the next uh, couple months and, uh, and actually be very successful and competitive. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at Todd for House, again, T-O-D-D, number four, H-O-U-S-C. Again, I appreciate everything, and I look forward to being back on your show as soon as possible. All righty, my friend. Always a pleasure having you on. God bless. Yeah. Bye now. Um, let's go to let's go to Michael Valsey. Michael, go ahead. Great show tonight, Roy. I want to thank your uh, guest, Dr. Richard, for his uh, service to our country. I wish him the best there in the Buford area, Georgia. I'm very familiar with that area. I have a lot of friends there around Buford and Doraville. know those people well, and they'll always make the right decision. A lot of industry there that's uh, been suppressed, and I'm sure Trump has revived it a lot. So good luck to him, and good luck to Todd, too. Thanks for having me, Roy. You can find me on Twitter at Michael Valsi, V as in Victor, A-L-S-I. Talk to you soon, Roy. Thank you. All righty, man. God bless. Thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure. Let's go to Sam. Sam Tully, go ahead. Yeah, Roy. Uh, Another great show. I can be reached as Samuel Tully, T-O-L-L-E-Y on Facebook or my YouTube channel, or they can also uh, reach me in all my contact and thoughts and videos and whatnot on my YouTube, on my website, nhimfirst.com, nhimfirst.com. Great show. Look forward to the next time, Roy. All righty, my friend. Uh, always a pleasure. God bless. All right. Good night. Everybody, uh, it's been a fantastic show tonight. Uh, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. You are all incredible. Uh, We have a big show coming up on Thursday. And uh, just to clarify with everybody, um, so for the next month or two, just because I'm busy with all my business stuff and everyday needs, I will be doing shows twice in the week and then once on the weekend as usual. So instead of it being three times in a week, it'll be twice a week, and then we'll have the once on the weekend. So I, I guess you would just say three days a week, I guess, because it's, um, you know, I'll, I'll be doing Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday um, as of now. That's the new schedule. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, obviously 9 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern, and then Saturdays from 7 p.m. Eastern uh, to 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that. 
Uh, we have a lot coming up here on the Rory Sauter Show. Um, I wanted to make some announcements tonight, but I'm unfortunately out of time, so I will be probably doing that on the next episode. Um, everybody, I love you all. Uh, like I said, have a fantastic night. God bless you. Uh, I will see you Thursday for a giant packed show. Uh, I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.